Hey guys, it's Brunch and Bombs, the podcast where we have brunch, drink too many cocktails, and watch our favorite bad movies. And what we watch tonight, which is not one of my favorite bad movies. It's just bad. <laughs> I'm Summer. I'm Hope. And I'm Jerry. And it is our first holiday special of 2021. Unless, or, you, unless you count Thanksgiving as a holiday, but you know, uh, it's up to you. Just, you know what I meant when I said holiday. <laughs> I don't it, like to assume. We have a... Our our readers are cornuco- I was, our listeners are cornucopia. I was trying to be inclusive, but sure, Christmas <laughs> is our first Christmas movie. Yeah, because Hanukkah doesn't exist, huh? Oh my god! <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. I mean, oh my gods. <laughs> there are many. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. I think we got off on the intro a little. So hi, this is Brunch and Bombs. Uh, I'm Summer. I'm Hope. I'm still Jerry. Wait, did we already do that? Yes! No. <laughs> I'm not editing it. Okay, so today we watched uh, the Home. new movie, the new reboot, Home Sweet Home Alone. Was it really? Because it, cause it, because it takes place canonically in the future, it's not, is it really a reboot or is it just like I mean, Home Alone 6? I don't know. I'm not a TV expert, okay? I don't know. I think I mean, it would be like Home Alone 4 if they went that route. No, there's a, there was another like straight to VHS one after there, there's Home Alone Four. There was. There I was have a Home Alone. Oh, seen it. I've never so heard is, of this that. This is, I think, the fifth one in the in the canon of Home Alone. Okay. Ooh. So if you're thinking about seeing this movie, don't. Yeah, I don't know if you should because set your hair on fire, uh, step on a nail, or do any of the things that happened in the first two, and it'll be a more pleasant experience. I really wanted to see this movie. I didn't think it was going to be good, but. I thought it was going to be watchable and, you know, fun and nostalgic for me. I almost saved it to be my Christmas Eve movie, but Jerry said, no, don't do that. Little does she know that, <laughs> little, that advice is her actual Christmas present because I am You saved me it. from a terrible Christmas I, I'm having Eve. to do it on the cheap, so Merry Christmas. You have nothing to unwrap from me now. Okay, great. <laughs> taking your gift back. Okay, so basically this movie... Okay, so here's the thing. Home Alone... Uh, obviously amazing. It's my all-time favorite Christmas movie, and it's a lot of people's favorite Christmas movie. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, it's a very, you know, it's it's cheesy, of course, but it's, like, well-written. It's a good movie, in my opinion. Home Alone 2 is not as good, but, you know, it's okay. Home Alone 3, if you've seen it, is completely different. It has, like, completely different characters. It gets really slapsticky. It's pretty dumb, but it's way better than this one because the kid in this one is... The, the fucking worst. He is the villain of the piece. We, we're, we're, def- oh, yeah. we're definitely going to dive more into how terrible this was, but uh, we, but first we'll talk about the, uh, as usual, the food and drinks. So something that I actually Oh, I'm made, sorry. Made I'm just so fun. angry at this little kid. <laughs> okay. Food and drinks. Okay, well, I'll start with food. Guys, I worked so hard tonight. You didn't even know. I was in the kitchen for hours. It was. And by that, Someone I mean, was. I spent, <laughs> by that, I mean, I spent like a minute on my phone ordering a cheese pizza. Yes, a large cheese a pizza large with extra cheese. Because that's what Kevin lusted after in the movie. The first one. The good I, one. I absolutely associate cheese pizza with Christmas because of Home Alone. And Rob Schneider. And <laughs> I still have my fantasy of eating a cheese pizza in the back of a limo in New York City. It's Driven gonna happen. by Rob Schneider. He didn't drive. He was just... <laughs> no, he, he, was, he, he was the driver, wasn't No, he wasn't. No, he was not the driver. He was like he was the bellboy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that's right, that's right. He was, he was the, yeah, the bellhop at the hotel. 
Run yeah. by Tim Curry. Yeah, God, Tim Curry. Great hotel. Love him. Except for when Trump showed up. Fuck that. Okay, so yeah, we're getting off. But yeah, so we had uh, oh. we had cheese. <laughs> so we had cheese pizza, which was great. Uh, from Home Slice, one of the best pizza places in Austin. Hashtag, Hashtag not sponsored, but. <laughs> If they want to, please give us a holler, Home Slice, because we gladly take your money to advertise for your delicious pizza. Be sure to use the promo code BRUNCHINBOMBS20 for literally nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> BRUNCHINBOMBS20? But spread the word, please. Maybe one day we'll have promo codes. Who knows? Uh, and then what I did is, for the drink, I, I didn't do a specifically a, a Home Alone-themed drink, but I did a Christmas drink. It is a traditional Christmas drink. Uh, known as Milk Punch. I'm calling it Santa's Milk Punch and Cookies. Uh, and just like a little thing about Milk Punch because I thought it was interesting. I got this recipe from the same place where I get all my recipes and life tips, Garden and Gun Magazine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 was expecting, I, was... I was expecting goop, but okay. Hey, Garden and Gun? Yeah, no, I've, I've never read Garden and Gun Magazine, but that is where I got this recipe from. <laughs> Uh, it is the same, it's a recipe, which I'll put all this information on social media when I post the recipe and the pictures, but it's a recipe by a bar, like the head bartender at a famous bar in New Orleans. And according to Garden and Gun Magazine, Milk Punch is, quote, the South's answer to eggnog. But all three of us grew up in the South. Y'all ever had uh, Milk I've Punch? I've never heard of Milk Punch until I've you never heard of Garden and house. Gun. I imagine their tagline is, for the tillin' and the killin'. <laughs> <laughs> You are not welcome to use that garden gun. Pay me, and I will talk. That's like the funniest thing you've said in a long time. Oh, my God. I am a genius. No, I do not say you're a genius. <laughs> anyway. So, wait. So, yeah. So, I got it from Garden and Gun, um, and apparently it's Southern Eggnog, even though we, three Southerners, have never heard of it. But it's just kind of like a milk, cream, simple syrup, vanilla, you know, you get where I'm going with this, brandy, rum, and that's it. But it's just kind of, I just thought it was really interesting because I feel like every culture and every subculture has their own, like, milk-based Christmas beverage. Like, Puerto Rico has Coquito. Uh, and then there's eggnog. And then some Latino subcultures have, what's it called? Horacha? Horacha? Horchata? Horchata? Horchata. Well, Horchata. Have you uh, known that? Horchata is just... Why would I... We, ju- I'm sorry, they didn't teach us cocktails when I went to college for Spanish. Well, or, I, I, I was like Horchata. <laughs> I thought Horchata wasn't, was just like a general like drink. I didn't think that was just a seasonal drink. I thought Horchata was just something you could drink. In, well, you can. That's a thing you can drink. Section that has a There's no rules. You can drink eggnog year round if you want, but it's a holiday. I mean, I wouldn't drink. recommend it. You, you, you're, you have problems. <laughs> it's like watching the Christmas Prince in April. Like, really? Really? <laughs> I watched the Christmas Prince today. Okay. Well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, so we have um, great, healthy combination of cheese pizza and a milk-based beverage. So have your lactate ready if you are lactose intolerant, or else you're not. You're going to be like Stu in the movie where he's in the bathroom for like one of his only two scenes he exists in this movie. Had curry on the plane. Yeah. Anyway, Fish let's curry. talk about this movie and how to not write a movie. I mean, the base. So, here's the basic synopsis. It's it, it's like it tried to be. It's like if someone had to write a report on Home Alone, but they only read like the Cliff Notes version of Home Alone, and then they turned this in as like their book report on Home Alone. And then the they added a splash of a Christmas story. Yeah. Okay. So you know how sometimes you can see something is. 
influenced by other movies or it's even paying like homage to them. This does that, but badly. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the little kid, uh, Char Charlie, I think, or Charles at. Is that his name? I don't fucking it's, know. It's Charles. His name yeah. is Charles. I like that's how little I cared about this kid. I did not know his name the whole movie. <laughs> He's just it, to me his name was not Ke- was British Kevin or not Kevin. He so was a Dick. So you got the two main character. The, so this one the the burglars. Oh, by the it, way, his name is Max. Max. Oh, okay. <laughs> y'all were like Charlie. I don't fucking Charlie care. Chocolate Factory. I don't know. It seems British enough to me. He looked like a Charlie. He did. So the this one this one actually focuses more on the the two characters who play like the bandits, but they're not actually bandits. They're literally just two regular people who are kind of not even forced into a life. They're not even like career criminals. They're just they think this kid stole something of theirs, and they're just trying to get back their own property. And the entire movie is just a huge misunderstanding. Spoiler: the whole thing is just a huge misunderstanding and. Spoiler, the whole thing's just a huge piece of crap. It is. It's a piece of garbage. I mean, it starts with that we it starts with showing us the kid, the family. We think that this super valuable doll gets stolen. The the two people try to break in like twice before into the kid's house. He misunderstands them. He hears them saying they're gonna kidnap the ugly little boy, which they're referring to the doll. He sets up his elaborate death trap maze. It, the slapstick happens, feels very rushed. We'll get into that. And then they're like, and he's like, I'm home alone. And then the kid, the the two people are like, oh, well, time to be responsible adults and take this child into our home. And everything gets resolved and the movie is terrible and over. And he trusts them instantly. I mean, I'm sorry, fuck that kid. But like, that I kid mean, was the worst. Okay, he, I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. But Let's the, begin the cover, at the beginning. The cover of the movie has this kid on it. It's like, He's the star of the movie, like, you know, Macaulay Culkin in the original movie, right? But it's really more about this couple. Yeah. And he only shows up every now and then, honestly, until the end. The movie starts off, it shows us that there's an open house going on with, uh, I only, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea who the male lead is. I just know that the wife is played by Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper and her husband are apparently selling this house because... Her husband is a data migration manager, but apparently since a lot of tech companies have been go have been switching over from like solid state drives and hard drives over to the cloud, he's basically lost his job and they are being forced to sell their house because the economy is terrible. Yeah, that's you know, for holidays, but it's 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 too already it's too realistic. Like the the bandits in the first two they're just comically bad guys. There's no redeeming fact. At no point do we learn that uh, Marv is doing this because he's got a sick granny at home. <laughs> he's, he's got a sticky bandit, all those coins in New York City from the Santas because granny needs her hip replacement. No, they're just comically bad guys. Literally, you just talking about a scene from one of the older movies. I laugh more than when we actually watched this new movie. Like they, again, they give us this very relatable and likable couple that they're they're being forced to sell their their family home. They're so sad about it that they can't even tell their children about it. And then we get introduced to Max. This little shit stain of a fucking human being. Damn. 
Okay. Tell us how it's you really like feel. Mac- I did. Kevin McAllister <laughs> was a psychopath. Okay, there are, and there are other Home Alone movies, but I'm going to compare this to the original because yeah. of the stark contrast and quality yes, and likability of the characters. Naturally. <laughs> Kevin McAllister was like kind of a brat, but his family was also kind of mean to him. Yes. And then he had a whole arc where he learned how the to value be... value of family. Yes. Yeah. Like this his, his, all, his just... older his older brother actively his older brother actively bullied him. His younger siblings seemed to actively bully him. His cousin, his um, his entire family was shitty to Kevin. It does not excuse him being a psychopath, but still we got some. You see how he got there. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a build up to it. Max, on the other hand, he just seems like he just doesn't like sharing his house only for the holidays. By the way, this seems to be a temporary holiday only arrangement but we're introduced to him just arguing with his mom in the car and but he has to use the bathroom so she gets the, she sees the sign for the open house and she's like okay we're going to pretend to be buying a house also oh, they're british what <laughs> i'm sorry it's fine but also it's a little weird like yes i understand british people exist but keep them out of my home alone movie. <laughs> American movie. I just don't get the purpose of choosing two British actors, including the child, when they could have they could have easily have had the mom if she's British. I mean, she is a British actress. Have the mom be British, and but she's been in America with her American husband and their kid, and he's American. It's fine. That's not really a big deal. It's fine that they're British. It's, it's a just huge that deal. you know, it seems like an odd, unnecessary change to make. To the formula. Like, they've already changed the formula with the, ba- the 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 people who are breaking into the house, making them, you know, human beings that we care about. Right? I did not enjoy seeing them get hurt. Because <laughs> and they were hurt they were, they pretty were badly. Like, they were just, like, really nice people that were trying to, like, not lose their home. But, anyway. So, he uses the bathroom, and the husband... Is like supposed to be getting some water bottles for like getting some more water bottles from like their closet, I guess, where apparently they keep sodas and then pass down mementos from mm-hmm. their family. Very so, ra- and water. Keep it all in the closet. Very random closet. But the kid is there and he sees these like tall boys of just like sugar extreme soda. He's like, Hey, can I have one of those? And the dad, being reasonable, says, Hey, you should maybe ask your mom, these are these are pretty sugary. The kid says, okay, fair enough. And so he's still putting down a bunch of stuff from the closet, and he puts down this open box of apparently a bunch of these, uh, I think they were called Shinder I have Kinder. a question. What? Okay. Open house, right? Mm-hmm. People are allowed to go in all the rooms. But here's the thing that really confused me. Why was he using what appeared to be the master bathroom? It did look like that, didn't it? Maybe, maybe like, this house also have... only had one bathroom. <laughs> in the parents' room? Well, you know, he wasn't in the room. He was in a main hallway. Like, that was a hallway bathroom. No, he said, no, no, it wasn't. It was in the room. No. The bathroom was in the room. I, I disagree. I'm not sure. Anyway, it was not a guest bathroom he was using. I disagree, but that, that'll be for anyone who, for some reason, does not heed our advice and watches this movie. That'll be for them to judge. So he puts down this box, and the kid's like... It's like, oh, dolls. And the guy's like, yeah, they were my mom's. And this kid, just like, yeah, sure they were. <laughs> what kind of, of fucking interaction is this? What kind of 
ten year old kid is like a sarcastic little bitch to an adult they don't even know. And it gets worse. He just picks TV up one, kid. He picks up one of these dolls and he's like, Yeah, they're they were my mother's, they're delicate. The the let's just put them back in the box. The guy, you know, he gently takes the doll, puts it back in the box, and the kid's like, What? Little boy doesn't want someone playing with his dolls. I'm like, what the Fuck Your acting on this kid is actually fairly decent. This little kid's a bully. He is a monster. He is fucking Draco Malfoy. He's not, they call him Harry <laughs> Potter, but he is absolutely Malfoy. Because he is a little monstrous piece of shit. And then the, the dad, very, very much, it, with well with his rights, does not like this kid at all at this point. Yeah. So, and then the mom just comes out of, like, uh, I guess the kitchen or something she explains that she saw these on th- those kinds of dolls on some sort of like basically like an antiques roadshow style yeah. TV show and said, "Yeah, someone bought this and it was worth like thousands of dollars." Um, and then she starts arguing with her son, and the son is just like arguing back with his mom that like he is an actual oh bratty God. child. She calls him by his full name, and then he calls her by her full name. My mom would have slapped the shit out of me. That is, that British parenting apparently is just ter- just the fucking worst. I don't know if we have any listeners in Britain. I don't know. Apparently, you were all just monsters because you were raised by passive women. Oh boy, passive people who just <laughs> let you get away with it, just walking into a stranger's house and just insulting them monstrously. I would say that we're gonna get some angry tweets, but I don't think uh, on our website. England ever comes up. All our listeners are in like random countries. And if it does, I know the one guy on there because he's a streamer friend of mine. Crispy, if you're listening to this... Do better. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, do (laughs) do better. Can you fix society over there? (laughs) Or... Yeah, have have your have your Muppet Prime Minister do some shit over there. Good luck if you you have kids. Good luck with those. (laughs) So anyway, this little British piece of shit, I hate him. Literally, I'm not even exaggerating... Five minutes into the movie, I was like... I've written this kid off. I hate him. This kid's a fucking villain. He is... He's the villain of the movie, and I hate him. Yeah, it took Summer longer... It took Summer less time to say it than it took me. I was still kind of, like, holding out. Like, maybe he's... No. And then the church scene we're going to get into later is where I was just like, Oh, my God. What was that? Lost footage. It's not lost footage. There has to be. There's no way that they would have him be terrible and just not have... Any kind of art or realization. Compass, exactly. qualities. But, so, they they heavily imply that... So, we don't see the kid steal this doll, but we do see, at, after this interaction, we do see him staring at it, and then it closes, closes up on the doll, and then it just scene transitions immediately. So, he's right. So, he and his mom are, like, riding home, and we get a little bit more where... Uh, Ellie Kemper's character, uh, later that night, Ellie Kemper and her husband, they're just kind of discussing all the stuff I've already mentioned that, you know, he lost his job, they can't afford, they have to sell their house, blah, 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 exposition, kids come in, and uh, they, they go through like a kind of a humorous routine of hiding their, what's going on, but then we we switch over to, Ma- what was this fucking kid's name again? Max. Max's house, which, by the way, Max made or a Charlie, whatever you want. Max to made a point of saying that there is one bathroom <laughs> that, that that the house they live in has one bathroom 
And then we see this house. It is a goddamn mansion. This house puts <laughs> Kevin McAllister's house to shame. It's it bigger. It does. Yeah. It is a mansion, and he says that there is only one they're, bathroom. They're, that they're at. Okay, best case scenario, because he did say there's only one bathroom for like his him and his nine cousins, I guess. Possibly this is a two bed, a two bathroom household, but there's one like we have in ours where there's a bathroom that's basically inside of our bedroom. Like the master bathroom en suite sort of thing. Maybe he's saying there's only one public bathroom or guest bathroom. Either way, a ridiculous number of bathrooms for the house this size. At least two and a half baths. It should be. At minimum. But I mean it's just it's just it's like because the house in the first movie is just it's it's like a character in the movie almost. Yes. Yeah, they they went through a lot of effort to decorate it all in red and green and make it really Christmassy. Mm-hmm. There's an unsettling number of poinsettia plants for some reason. Oh wow, there's so many poinsettia. A lot, a lot of mannequins and cardboard cutouts also for I that mean, later yeah, dancing scene. Oh. He uses the house, and in this house, it's just kind of disappointing because you don't really see the inside. Probably because they didn't want us to know that there was really four bathrooms in that house. Maybe. <laughs> but like, like in the first one, Kevin's house. Yes, it was this. It was this madhouse, and we do see like Kevin actively interacts with several members of his family who are genuinely mean to him. Like Buzz, obviously. Like Buzz and his other brother, they scare him with the the, the street salter story. One of the sisters is like, "You don't know how to pack your bag." Oh, you're st-. like all kinds of stuff. We we get actual. And his uncle character. was an asshole. In that his movie. uncle was a fucking piece of shit. But we and actually cheap. He was a cheap piece of shit too. Frank. Like we get yeah. some kind Uncle of Uncle Frank character. was like the max of that movie. I hated him. <laughs> like we get some kind of character development for mo- his fun- but in this house it's just yeah it's chaotic there's a lot of things happening but no one is particularly mean to him. He's just mad that they don't have this giant house to just him, his sister, mom and dad. By the way it is a four person family that lives in this fucking mansion. It's crazy. But yes, there are a lot of people. And yes, these kids are being ridiculous. Like, two kids are having a straight, full-on nerf war. Like, just sprinting around the house having a nerf war. His dad does yell at him because his dad stepped on one of his Legos that the kid did actually leave on the fucking floor. So, not being That's a jerk. That's just being an old parent. That is being an Sorry, old parent who just stepped on a fucking Lego. The dad was forgettable. I, I forgot. Like, at the, end, at the end of the movie, I was like, is that the dad? <laughs> <laughs> they showed him for like a split second and then he like then they're like dad's five minutes away and I'm like okay but is dad gonna show up in this movie no no we saw him that one time and, and then Daly's in this movie for maybe oh, a yeah. minute so. and that actor just wasn't available for more than one day I guess it's because because in the second scene he's in he's not in the scene <coughs> he's in the bathroom and no, they're no, talking no. to him through the bathroom, the bathroom door was, the bathroom was Chris Parnell's character Stu Oh, that wasn't him? But, yeah, no. They, they, she said, uh, the girl who was on the phone was like, Dad's five minutes away. That was her daughter. So their their dad wasn't even at the hotel with them in Tokyo later. Okay, that, that, was Chris, that was Chris Parnell's character. I found, the, the I found their family mostly forgettable. It, because it was. Yeah. It was like, even though the, the kids in the original Home Alone were only on screen for like a little bit. You, they all, you remember almost all of them. If nothing else, you Not remember names, Buzz. But you remember their faces. You remember yeah. Buzz. They all had like red or blonde hair. Minnie Kieran, who peed the bell time, Kieran Culkin. Yeah. He was Fuller. Go easy on the Pepsi, Fuller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was Kieran Culkin. Like, yeah, you're right. So. He was in there, you remember Uncle, you remember like. And we remember Buzz. Like, those are the main ones. Those are the main ones that he did not like. 
But anyway, so far the most memorable person is the kid who I fucking hate. He's well, and 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 Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper carries this movie on her back. She is the she best. She absolutely She's definitely the best hoists this shit this on movie. her back, and she she goes for it. She is a treasure in this movie. She is like the only redeeming factor. She's unbreakable. And the guy that plays her husband isn't bad either. I just don't know him. He's all right. I just I have no idea who he is, but he he was also good. They were the only two good characters. So, and then, it's like, later that night, we're back at Ellie Kemper and her husband, and we get introduced to his shitty family. His brother, her, his brother, uh, his wife, and then their piece of shit little three-year-old. What's he, <laughs> I guess he's three. I was told he's three. Still a little spoiled piece of shit. Not as bad as Max. Not as bad as, well, Max is also ten. He's had, like, three times as long <laughs> to develop his shittiness. <laughs> so, okay, the thing So, but they the- show up in the middle of the night. And I think it's an homage or to, uh, what's it called? National Lampoon Christmas Vacation? Well, that's, okay. Well, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, that's what I happens. What like, his shitty family shows up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that they're trying to. Like, I, I don't possible. like it. It's possible. And then they also they also had, in my opinion, references to other Christmas movies like, what was the other one they were doing? No. There are uh, other ones. I mean, they, they, they referenced oh, the other Home Alone Christmas Story. Like those yeah, dumb well, flashbacks that seem to work yeah. in a Christmas story but Which, don't work in fair, this. He only had two. He only he had three of them total. Yeah, that's I three don't know, too many. I don't know why they stuck with only. If you're if you're gonna do it, either have it be consistent, the whole, the whole movie or none at all. Consistent or just like don't do it at all. And technically, it was only really two because one where he was kidnapped by the and like he was being with the old ladies, and then the one where he imagined his mom getting locked up. That okay. was it. Those were the two little fantasies he had. Well, that's just what I thought. I mean, I'm not a film analyst, but I thought that they were <laughs> trying to... Was me? No. But are you a film analyst also? I mean, she did... She Film studies is her degree, so... Oh, wait. No, you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wait, why would that be a shot at you? No, I'm saying I'm not a film analyst, but that's what I got from it, that they were, like, trying to pay homage to these other Christmas movies, I, but I didn't like it. You say pay homage, yeah. I say we're, fucking, we're fucking lazy. And we're like, I don't know, just throw, just, I don't know, can we have them crawling through a vent and say, oh, we'll have a couple of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> oh my God, that would have been amazing. Like just Max crawling through with a tank top. It's like, oh, we'll move to America. we have some laughs. <laughs> that would have been great. That actually, actually. would have been great. Why didn't they do it? <laughs> See Ellie Kemper falling, no, like fucking Hans Gruber. Oh Boomer. God, I want to watch that hard again. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, so their their family is hor- uh, his fa- his brother his and his brother's family is just they're these spoiled assholes. They take his bedroom, and so it's like late at night. He's doing a little eBay search, and he sees that one of the specific dolls he had apparently only ten of them were ever made. It was a rare mistake where the head got put on upside down. Only ten were ever made, and it's worth over two hundred thousand dollars. But then he goes up and he discovers it's been stolen. And his first thought is, oh, maybe it's that horrible piece of shit kid yeah. I was dealing with earlier. I expected him first, too. And everyone in their right mind would have suspected this kid. So he remem- and he finds them because he remembers when they had that argument, they both yelled each other's full legal names, probably social security numbers and <laughs> date of birth at each other. They like, might as well have thrown Carol Ann Mercer, B positive, date of birth. <laughs> like, all kinds of shit. Uh, he manages to find their house. He goes there the next day, 
And I guess this is supposed to be like reminiscent of like uh, in all the other in all the other ones when there's a rush to try to get out the door to the airport so no one's yeah. paying attention to anything. Um, he goes there, and I'm guessing her, uh, the British mother's husband's brother, who is American, he's the one who's kind of, he's like the adult, I guess, in charge of getting everyone yeah. to the airport. He thinks he's just an Uber driver. He basically, like, writes him off and is like, yeah, here's my bags, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, she's on the other flight. And everyone's just rushing around. They never even seem to eat. Take a they head count. Did, yeah, at least the original did a yeah. head count. I mean, the original one was written so well. Like, as a kid, I was confused. But as an adult, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, they actually worked really hard to make it make sense that he was left. Like, it was a series of implausible coincidences, but, but it actually made sense including logically. Including him sleeping, once again, him sleeping through all the noise that was going on downstairs. But this one, he was the kid was the just, like, in the garage, sleeping in the car, BMW product placement. BMW car. is just so well made that the sound cannot <laughs> penetrate into. And I, into, and I you know in the back of modern BMWs, you have a screen that can fold out so your kids can be entertained while you guys are driving to grandma's house. And they won't even hear any of the traffic outside. BMW, only the best. Because <laughs> he had to go be sit in the car and watch TV by himself away from everyone, I guess. I don't know, but whatever. The thing is, it just doesn't make sense. There was a whole mix-up where two of the kids were on the different flight, and that was a mistake. But still, wouldn't the parents be handling the ticket and the passport and the documentation for this 10-year-old child? Also, all no. they have to do is get two adults to switch tickets with them. I don't know. Whatever. They forgot him. It doesn't make any sense in 2021, but they did Zero didn't. sense. And this whole movie is just so... They rushed. try so rushed. They try to do like there's this whole process in the original movie, and they do it in a timely manner. That movie's not super long or anything, where you know it's just it paces itself better. Like you mentioned it, while we were watching it, the pacing is so much better. Like every little emotional moment, everything just felt earned. It felt like there was a journey to get there. Like spoiler alert for the end of the movie. At some point, like the mom makes finally makes her way back. If you remember the first one, this was a whole thing. She was she was at the airport. She had to like she was the only one. She had to leave her family. But then there was some fuck up with the airport. She had to get a ride with John Candy. All this stuff. St- st- all this kinds of stuff. In this one, she just got on a flight and had a slightly annoying guy look at her screen. Yeah. And then they played the music and it's like the same music. The the yeah. The, everything is better from Home Alone. And, I, and someone was like, "You can't fool me." I can't. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that, was funny. that emotional swell of music. There's no emotion in this Zero scene. One, I still there hated was, Max. There, Max <laughs> is the worst. He never improved. And there was no, like, Macaulay Culkin in the original movie was kind of like... First he, first he took he a few minutes... He, he took a few minutes to actually explore and verify that he was home alone. And, you know, then he accepted it and partied. And then he was sad and missed his family. It was like a whole thing. This kid... See... I don't know. He seemed to not care at all that his family was gone until, like, the last possible minute. Then he said one thing, sadly. And then I was like, I guess he's sad that Plus, they're gone? In the original, in the original one, as ridiculous as it is, Macaulay Culkin thought that his family was genuinely gone. He thought he, he, thought had, he, some, he, thought he had somehow magicked them away. In this one, he knew exactly. He's like, oh, they left me behind. They're in Tokyo. Huh. That's unfortunate. Like, that's the amount of emotion he put into it. Like, he knew exactly where his family was. He was just like, oh, I get to be alone for a while. Oh. 
And we're just going to save you the effort of watching this movie. Then he has this whole scene where he does the montage of things he does as a kid alone. And they're dumb. But it's dumb and short and it's not satisfying. I don't know. It's not fun. It's not as fun. Yeah, it's... And even it felt rushed. Yeah, super rushed. Like, like everything, every little thing he did... Like, at one point he rides a scooter on a treadmill? Why? What? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, it's nothing on a treadmill. Sorry, go ahead. The only time you have something on a treadmill is like, if that's your dog and you are I Am Legend. <laughs> is this then the modern equivalent of him riding the sled down the stairs, I guess? It's no, not he, as good. No, because no, remember, he does he does an iron board instead. He surfs down the stairs on an ironing board, but doesn't, like, fly out the door and all that stuff. It, the montage is dumb. Okay. At some point... They make a Scarface reference because he's wearing... First of all, his parents' clothes fit him perfectly. And he's, oh, that was weird. Yeah, he's wearing the like... The dress in purple little leisure suit, which, why the hell, anyway, was did not fit him well. But it was like, why the hell does his parents, who are clearly like 80s and 90s kids, have a leisure suit in the closet? I don't know. But like, he's got like a huge pile of like M&M's. But then he just like squirts a bunch of like whipped cream into his mouth from two canisters, and then like puts a cherry on it. Like, how are you gonna eat that, kid? Like, it, it was going <laughs> out of his mouth. Like, how are you gonna eat that? Like, well, he's, he's gonna chop down ninety percent. That's gone. Like, it's it was so. I hated that entire montage. But while that's happening, um, I think I think no. So we kind of skipped. But before that happened, before he wakes up and discovers that he's been left alone. Um, the the husband, the Ellie Kemper's husband, who was mistaken for the Uber driver, he was at the house. Mm-hmm. He heard he overheard them shouting. By the <laughs> way, the alarm code, sure. and he also saw them hiding the spare key under the plant right next to it. So, so his, obvious, very secretive. So his idea is so there. So this is one of the moments that this movie could have been over at because he knew the code. He's he looked inside the window and he saw. The kid's coat with like the suspicious bulge there, where he suspected that he had stuffed the the doll. He had the key, but I guess we're supposed to just believe that he was just too paranoid and too much of like a good, I guess, good person to just run in, grab the thing, and then just run out and lock the door back. Like if he had just taken two seconds to just nut up and just fucking break in to this house real quick and just get the thing that he was there to get. This entire movie wouldn't have happened. That's what it didn't let me do that. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't want to break into someone's house. If you think that you see your $200,000 piece of property just sitting in someone else's house, and you have the key and the alarm code, and you think no one is there, that... I that, is say, the per- that is the perfect opportunity to go get your I stuff I didn't say back. I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> so, but he chickens out, and he eventually... It goes and like he's talk and he talks to his wife about it and she's like no we don't want to break into someone's house blah blah let's not do this fast forward a little bit and then she has she remembers that you know it's their house and they have memories there she's like let's fucking do this <laughs> so the next thing that really has so and then the scene so after so then then the scene happens where he's like home by himself blah 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 all that stupid crap happens the next thing that happens is the church scene right there's they're sitting at the church. And, uh, oh no, sorry, the, the scene at the fair, where that little Christmas carnival thing happens, uh, the only thing that happens there is, Ellie Kemper also feels bad that she couldn't buy her daughter a 
what appeared to be super expensive dress. Yeah. And then uh, the little kid, Ollie, the little three-year-old son of the, the brother, he, like, stole a little Rastafarian Santa ornament. Which is racist? No, he... The Rastafarian Santa, I mean. I don't know. Maybe when he goes down to Jamaica, I Santa guess you has would to know. Ad- adapt a new personality. Better than we would. I think it's racist. It's like those Rasta hats that dumb white people buy when they go to those beach With the braids. Well, to be fair, the braids, the dreads, but well. that, yeah. that Santa was black, though. The Santa ornament was black Rastafarian Santa. Is it still racist? I think so. Can you prove <laughs> Santa is not black? I might have to write into Yo, is this racist? I'm pretty sure there's a subreddit for that. No, there's a podcast for it. Yo, is this racist? <laughs> there's a subreddit for everything. There is. So, let's see. Well, okay, so they're at church, and they're talking about how they're they're planning on trying to go back there. But the kid, for some for some reason, Max decides. The, so the next the next thing they show is that Max is a terrible human being. He decides to just go to this church and he sees that there's a toy drive and he's like, I'm a kid in need. And he starts trying to take toys he from the asked church. The lady, oh he asks the lady running it, can I get a shopping cart? Oh my and god. she just looks at him like, what the it's fuck? Like, no, these are for the just say... And then she, she was like, "These are for the less fortunate." And he was like, oh, "I knew it was too good to be true." Like you, and, this, and there's shit. no arc. He never improves. He He's just not, mean. Does not learn his lesson even a little bit ever. Um, I mean, why are we supposed to root? I guess that's the thing. I guess we're not supposed to root for him. I guess we're supposed to root for Ellie Kemper and her husband. Yes. Um, and they had been in the house like the night before this whole church scene. They. Now, this this misunderstanding started to escalate because for some reason, Ellie Kemper and her husband decided to keep referring to the doll. Instead of the doll, they kept referring to it as the ugly little boy. So they're they're in this house at night, and the kid hears them saying something along the lines of, we're just going to come and get that ugly little boy, and some crazy old lady's going to buy him for $200,000. Like... (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, this movie's killing me. Um, for I don't. It's like if they had just said like, "Yeah, we have to find that doll that that kid stole." But then once again, would, the movie would have been over. But they wouldn't have been able to pad the runtime, Jerry. You got to pad that runtime. And so this is for a movie to be theatrical. Like a theatrical movie needs to be. You know at what? Least they could have like padded the runtime with like By having content. <laughs> they could have had. Yeah, but like having better pacing and having him do things like you know so much of the original home alone is just like seeing kevin like figure out grocery shopping and you know it's cute and it's funny i can't do adult things even even the parts where he's just like talking to himself in the mirror and shaving yeah that's padding but that's still more entertaining than a lot of this movie yeah because max oh it would have been interesting to see a scene like max does go to the grocery store and you gotta figure out how the hell to get the money to go to the grocery store. Yeah, because also, he, he would um, probably just steal. He'd probably just be like, I can have that. I'm not even gonna try an accent. Y'all know that. Okay. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> I can just hop this, right? Is that British? That's, I, it was something. It, it was it was something. <laughs> See, you're killing our dog. Oh, boy. You, I'm sorry, Harvey. You are killing him. Yeah, he would He would literally just start taking stuff, I'm sure, because yeah. he's a little piece of shit. Actually, where did he get those Fruit Loops he had in his backpack? 
But he stole them. Like, maybe that's the lost footage. Then where did he get those fucking Fruit Loops that he had in his backpack when he went to the church? Where did he get the money to... If he bought them, where did he get the money? I don't know. Um, so, for some reason... So, so long, they... Ellie Kemper and her husband, they hear, like, basically their Google Home... And they think that it is a, another person. They think that the kid is there with like an elderly grandparent, with like a grandparent or something. And then we get the scene where we find out that Kevin, from the first movie, apparently developed his own home security company, and his brother Buzz became the worst police officer ever. You know, I in like the history. I like this little tidbit <laughs> because. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin came up with a home security system, you know, put his knowledge to work. And I would not be surprised if Buzz, a bully, became a cop and was Damn, terrible at it. Damn, getting political up in here. No, but. that actually happens in a lot of movies and TV shows. Like the asshole or someone who's like a terrible kid ends up becoming a police officer. I'm not being political. I, I'm just saying bullies become cops a lot. Because they can, they have the authority to, to be bullies. I would only believe that, Kev, that Kevin developed a home security system if... When you put the code in wrong, you die somehow. <laughs> or like, okay, can it, comes and exactly like so, like it's like okay, we're here to install your home security system. Like, what what is with that bowling ball? Just don't worry about it. If they put in the wrong code, just just say they will have a concussion afterwards. It's like, so well, why is there fire everywhere? What you you wanted the protection package? Okay, <laughs> this is what you get. I thought that was a cute little tidbit, but uh, Macaulay Culkin was supposed to actually be in the movie, I guess, but he was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good call. Uh, <laughs> and Devin Ratray came back as Buzz, but he wasn't as funny as an adult. They didn't really do much. So the only reason they had him in the movie was to explain why the police were why the police would not go there. So whenever the family, whenever the mother actually gets to Tokyo. They very easily call the cops and they're like, hey, we left our son at home. Can you please go check up on him? The the radio, the, the dispatcher calls it in. I guess Buzz was the only cop on duty the entire night. Apparently. They call it in to him and he's like, yeah, no, it's a prank. Uh, we left my brother Kevin. Whenever we were a kid, my brother Kevin got left home alone twice. Every year he calls in a fake. Every, apparently every year Kevin calls in a fake. Kid left home alone. Which I don't think just, Kevin would do. just to mess with. I mean, actually, no. Kevin's a psychopath. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely believe he would do that. At least the mom in this was uh, a little more. I guess I can't think. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but she was better at uh, articulating what she was trying to say to the cops. Yeah. Because the mom in the first movie is just so vague. She really doesn't express the urgency of the situation. True. The cops, cops, the cops are York. confused. They're like, oh, you went to the grocery store and left him home alone? They don't seem to understand she's in France and he's home alone. Yes. but Those cops so also the... did not give a shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you remember, they're like, Frank, lady on one! <laughs> Click! They did not give Tell a shit. That was like the worst police station ever. So, so that happens. He had, he, uh... And now, at this point... Because the because Max has seen that the cop showed up and he was actually talking to Ellie Kemper, Max sees the cop just kind of like lets them go because Ellie Kemper basically manages to convince Buzz that one this was their house and obviously the alarm went off because their husband is a man and forgot their anniversary which was the code plus plus she implied yeah, I'd probably fuck you Buzz just let us go so he's like yeah, yeah. she, she is definitely a little flirty hey do what you gotta do to not go to jail I respect it I respect the hustle 
Yeah. But he sees all, but Max sees all this, and then he gets it in his head that if anyone found, if he goes to the cops, they find out that he was left home alone, his mom would go to prison. Yeah. So that's why he won't call the cops now. Stupid reason. Suddenly he cares about people? Exactly. Um, let's see what happens next. So the church scene happens. Um, they show up again. Uh, Ellie Kemp. Uh, and at this point, there's, there's a scene where apparently they were at church because I guess their daughter was going to sing in the choir. I guess she was the lead vocal in the choir because the entire choir had the same outfit, but she had that dress that she just got bought like yesterday. And yeah, no one said anything about it. she wore to church. And this movie tries so hard to make you remember, hey, hey, remember those other Home Alone movies? Hey, remember those? Yeah. Because the song they're singing is the exact same one that whenever Kevin goes to the church to t- and finally talks to Salt, uh, the Salter guy, that's the exact same song that his daughter is singing. Yeah, Oh Holy Night. Yeah. And, uh... Um, not the same song. No, no, they were singing Oh Holy Night, but they were singing something. But it was the same song from the first movie. It was a holy, oh holy night. It was. Wait, what? No. What are you, oh, oh what are you doing? No, I was going through the songs in my head. It, it was okay. a holy night. <laughs> so, um, so they so they end up basically breaking into the wrong house. Oh my god! They open up a side door, and it's a full family like Christmas Eve thing going on there. I'm sorry, not it's... a single person notices the and it's a family of black people they don't notice the two white people who just opened up their door stood there for a solid 15 seconds i would have gotten out there so before fast. slowly closing the door and I mean, then falling into their pool in the back how did they get the wrong house there's more than one six bedroom one bathroom house <laughs> in this neighborhood it seems so it seems so but then then they devised the plan to come back at midnight have him dress up as santa so that in case the kid comes down, he'll be like, oh, it's fine, I'm, oh. I'm Santa. So their plan was to be the Grinch. And yeah, back to the pacing thing, it was like Christmas Eve all of a sudden? Yeah, apparently. Like, when did this movie start? The, the day 23rd, Christmas I guess. Eve? Christmas Eve Eve? I guess it started on the 23rd. They don't tell us that, but we can infer because only you one night You have to infer because the time progression in this movie is not... They need some League of Extraordinary Gentlemen help. Timestamps. Timestamps. <laughs> Every 40 minutes. So we get the we get the seat we get the obligatory home alone scene where we see him for some reason one wall of his room is nothing but a chalkboard so he draws out this big elaborate battle plan he can draw pretty well actually and so could Kevin yeah. apparently so he has his thing we see Ellie Kemper and her husband just for some reason we it takes us through their entire Christmas Eve night. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like we see their family have dinner and all this stuff. And then, like, open some presents. And they're also being made to feel, like, slightly bad because uh, they're, like, the, the aunt and uncle apparently are very rich. And they are giving very expensive, elaborate presents, like like uh, smart watches and shit to their kids. And they feel bad about it because they're having to, you know, sell their house. So, once again, making us feel so many things for these two for the two bandits in the movie. So they go back later that night. One, the, fr- the first trap they run into is that this little psychopath has iced the entire road. Not just his Not drop- in front of his house. Yeah. The yes. whole cul-de-sac. So anyone who drove through there could die. Yeah. He could have killed 
any Everyone. number of people. Anyone dashing out for some last minute gifts for their kids, some eggnog, what have you. So, uh, the uh, I see death on Christmas Eve. Someone Thanks having someone having shit. a heart attack and an ambulance needs to get there. Oh well, sorry, Uncle Fred is fucking dead. Thanks Did not mean for that to rhyme. It just came out. <laughs> <laughs> So they crash their car. They both get concussions immediately. He laughs at them because, haha, he's also a monster. Um, there's a little bit of slapstick where they, like, they are falling because, like, he also iced the driveway. Yeah. And like Summer said, neither one of them after they slipped initially, neither one of them thought, "I'm gonna go over five steps to the right and get in it the was snow." Like two steps. There was like so much <laughs> snow. They could have easily gotten to and just walked through the snow to get to the house. But they just yeah. kept trying to go up that slippery-ass pavement. And then his next trick is he starts, like, he replaced their motion sensor lights with high-beam motion sensor lights. And so he starts turning them on and, like, blinding them temporarily. No neighbors saw this, I guess. There were yeah, no neighbors would have, in this Definitely would have woken up some neighbors if these, these bright-ass lights, you're in your bedroom trying to sleep, and these bright-ass lights all of a sudden come through the window. Like, yeah. No one wakes up. Uh, Ellie Kemper manages to, like, she's like, I'm going to go around the back. The husband goes up. One of the pranks that the kid did was he made some cookies, or I'm sorry, some biscuits, because they're British. That is true. He made some biscuits with some chocolate uh, frosting on them, which he apparently infused with a ton of, like, Tabasco sauce. Like, extremely hot, hot sauce. He also made milk with Tabasco sauce in it as well. So... This guy, he sees cookies out on the front fucking step yeah. with milk on the front step. And he's like, oh, I'm going to eat it. this. Because, you know, he's Santa and that's what the cookies are for. Fucking idiot. No wonder he got fired from all of his jobs. He blames the They're trying to break into someone's house. You think he has time to fucking eat cookies? And like Summer said, way to leave DNA evidence, you dumbass. I'm sorry, have you never listened to any of the 17 true true crime crime podcasts that I listened to? You never watched Law and Order? Ever? Uh, Even Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you would learn to have some kind of forensic countermeasures. So that happens. Uh, the next thing, Ellie goes around back. He starts throwing like soda bottles that have Mentos in them and like bludgeoning him. Yeah. And he, he's even like audibly taunting her. And she's like, We just want to talk. And he's like, You're not going to get this $200,000 ugly boy. Apparently, everyone's allergic to the word doll. That was the secret <laughs> word. That was the secret word that no one wanted to say. No! <sighs> He then proceeds to set her feet on fire, so <laughs> sure. we had some fire happening. Didn't you say that they were some? They didn't get the the go to to set someone's hair on fire. No, I, I was just kind of joking because like I I imagine that was also kind of a I guess homage. Like a lot of these traps were just basically like retoolings of the old traps. Like even her stepping on all the Legos, that was just the exact same as whenever. The he, ornaments. The ornaments from the first one. It's basically like just the same but different. The, uh, the, instead of the paint cans, dude got hit with sugar, milk, and flour. Where were the that eggs? Just, that was brutal. 
When the milk uh, jug busted, I was like, what the fuck? This kid's that fucked was, up. Yeah, how did that... I've dropped milk before, and I've never had a plastic milk jug just shred and explode on impact. Yeah, I've had the cap come off if I dropped some milk, but that's about it. But no, that thing just exploded viciously. Uh, he buttered the stairs. He sawed... He either sawed one specific handrail that he knew the guy would grab, or every single one of them waiting for him to grab any of them. He apparently put a bunch of thumbtacks in Nerf darts and then had uh, those set up to where whenever someone tried to pull down the attic, it just shot Ellie Kemper full of Nerf Nerf darts that had thumbtacks in them. So, painful. Uh, Let's see, what else did he do? It's horrible. Nerf tacks coming to a child. The thing is, I toy just, store you know, you. as a kid, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I enjoyed the whole montage in the original movie. Now, when I rewatch the movie, I kind of don't really pay too much attention to that. But you know, I enjoyed it. But I could not. I don't. I don't think any kids could enjoy this unless they're sociopaths. Because oh. these are good people. He shot dude in the head with a t-shirt can. He that shot him with a awful. pool ball from a t-shirt cannon. A pool ball. Have you ever seen a t-shirt cannon fire? Those things can actually launch a goddamn t-shirt. They go really. pretty high. They get some high-ass PSI and he launched a pool ball from like what? Maybe five feet away? Yeah, yeah. Just boom! Right. I, I heard skull crack. That was that was one of the hardest <laughs> things to watch. Yes. I think an egg-sized bump on his head for the rest of the movie. It was horrifying. Um, Ellie Kemper got hit with, like, some weights that he, apparently, they have a treadmill that's so fast, he can put weights on it, and it launches them hard enough that it dug it into the door. (laughs) So he's literally trying to murder these people, which, once again, that's the only thing they got right about the Home Alone movies, was the traps are intended to kill. They are. Or maim. Oh, no. He was trying to murder these people. Uh, but then finally... After all the shenanigans were happening, finally someone, you know, stops and talks. And they're like, he's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, you're not, and the kid's like, well, you're not, you're trying to kidnap me and sell me. And they're like, no, we want, <laughs> the, do- we want the doll that you stole. And he's like, but I'm 10. What would I want a doll for? And my thought was, because you're a fucking monster. Yeah, but, yeah. why'd you take from a kid in need? Oh my God. The fact that he actually walked away with that <laughs> toy and used it. He, against them later. He literally took a toy from a toy drive for needy to families. To be fair, the old woman gave it to him because he was described the way he, he was, I, I'm convinced, intentionally misrepresenting himself as a kid who had like literally just lost his parents. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then she was like, oh, you poor dear, take this. I don't know why she became British. I just, it just happened. I can't, I can't stop <laughs> That's <it> right. <laughs> she was like... I lost my parents. And she was like, what? When? He goes, two days ago with no emotion. She was like, oh, goodness. So finally, they're like, oh, my God, where's your grandmother? And she and he's like, what are you talking about? She's in England. They're like, oh, man, if we if we had known you were home alone, we never would have broken in. So like with an old woman being there, it's fine. Oh, my God. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) there why didn't they just knock on the door and try to explain to her the situation that something was stolen yeah. from them i absolutely yeah thank you once again another moment where the movie would have been over this movie has so many holes and uh i i, I described and not fun holes bad holes I, <laughs> okay I, and i described uh if you once again comparing back to home alone the mother's journey to get back like she was single like she 
Like, and because I feel like part of the reason why she was so single-mindedly wanting to get back was because she was actually pretty mean to Kevin. The la- the last thing she said was she was kind of mean whenever he was like, I hope you all disappear. And she was like, well, maybe you'll get your wish. Like she, like part of her journey was motivated by how remorse, yeah. how much remorse she was feeling. Like she was tortured by that. The last thing the other mom said was she was on the phone trying to figure out the whole flight situation. He was actually being a bratty little pest. And she was like, you're not the only one in the house. And that's the last thing. I mean, that's not being mean. That's just like she well, was act- being a parent. She was actively doing something. But and what her, her journey wasn't nearly as harrowing. All she did was she got on a flight and some guy wouldn't stop looking at her screen. And that was it. Then she got home. Yeah, it's just that there's no emotional uh, like payoff. Payoff, thank you. There's no emotional payoff because uh, you know it's just she's barely in the movie, and he's he's honestly barely in the movie. Thus, what we thought, who we thought was the protagonist, and they don't really seem to have. You know, whenever they they mm-hmm. are reunited, there's that swell of music where they're trying to trick me, like it's yeah. Kevin and uh, the great Catherine O'Hara, but. It's not. The, 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 the most art, like, Kevin has his whole arc where he realizes, you know, even though, like, his family annoys him, he, like, he loves his family, like, he has genuine emotional growth. The one thing he says was when, when he's at the church, um, Ellie Kemper's son is, like, handing off his toy oh, for, yeah. the, for the toy drive, and he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, like, yeah, my, par- I, my parents have been gone, like, a day. It's not as fun as I thought it would be. That's it. He doesn't say, like, I've never thought... He doesn't say anything like, man, I never realized how much I would miss my family. He was just like, yeah, it's not as, it's not as jacked up as I thought it'd be. Eh, oh, well. Time to steal yeah. toys from children. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. This kid's Did he just become Irish? I don't fucking know. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck this kid. <laughs> okay. So. so... And then, like, it... Uh, it turns out he didn't even steal the doll... It was his brother's shitty little kleptomaniac kid, Ollie, who stole the doll. The kid, the, And then he chucks it. He's like, I guess we're supposed to believe this doll's like porcelain or very fragile. Yes. So he chucks this doll. There's some stupid little slapstick where, like, both Ellie Kemper and her husband, like, miss saving it. But then Max, I guess, redeems himself by sliding over <laughs> and, like, saving the doll. Yeah. Uh, his mom comes in. And then he's like, oh, I just, I really want to get home. And he's like, uh, there might be some explaining to do. But then it just, she walks in, the house is absolutely destroyed. I mean, destroyed. He fucking fucked up their whole banister to their stairs. Chandel- chandelier that falls fell. down. It's covered with flour and milk and like. You know what doesn't make any sense? Something I just now thought of. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so he buttered the stairs, right? Yes. But then the stairs are covered with flour. Yeah. That okay. meant it should have been very easy for him to walk up the stairs after it got flowered. Mm, I don't know. It's still butter under there. I mean, the the, the flower only got on, like, the first four stairs. There's still butter well, on, like, the other like, first four seven. stairs. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, anyway. So, it flashes forward to, like, a year later. I don't know if they were, like, applying, like, baking rationale to I'm this. just saying. You put, <laughs> you put flour on the rolling pin so it doesn't stick to the dough. So they should have stuck to they should have stuck to the stairs. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So she she gets home, the mom, and the the rest of the family does not show up, which sucks, kind of. 
Yeah. They, just they didn't care. <laughs> they, 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 they did not They did not care at all about, I wanted to call him Kevin, about Max. But, yeah, so, they, so I guess he makes up some excuse to his mom because she seems to accept their house has been destroyed, or at least the front area. And then it's one year later, and everyone's friends, I guess. Yeah, uh, apparently the, the, the dolls sold enough for them to pay off their mortgage, for them to take a vacation to Europe, and now he's also got a new job with the cloud, because his whole thing, the whole movie, he'd been, like, raging against the cloud because it, it's what put him out of a job. But then I guess he took a couple online classes and now he's all cloud. Um, the funny thing to me is the previous year, both Max's family and Ellie Kemper's family had had spent the holidays with their other terrible relatives. This year, I guess I'm like, you know what? Fuck all those people. We're just going to spend Christmas with each other. Yeah. Because it's, it's literally just Ellie Kemper's family and then Max's family. And I guess it's supposed to be a joke. He, they still have more of these unrefrigerated sugary-ass sodas. Max is like, hey, can I have one? And I guess it, it's supposed to be funny because, like, I don't know. They're full of sugar. And then Ellie Cameron's like, just give him one. Remember what happened last year? Ha, 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 Can the you movie. imagine going through all that and then the kid didn't even fucking have it? I would be uh, traumatized. Livid. Oh but boy. that's the movie, and uh, if you have the urge to watch it, just watch the first two Home Alones. I knew Way it was going to be bad, experience. but I didn't know it was going to make me feel like... <laughs> like, I didn't know this kid was going to be so unlikable. You look as if you feel cheated. Like, the main... I will never get those two hours of my life back. <laughs> the main reason why the first two Home Alones work, even though Kevin... Yes, if, you, if you're watching it as an adult, or if you really think about it, yes, Kevin, basically, these two guys should be dead. But they're also irredeemable villains. Like, they don't give the, the, the sticky bandits slash wet bandits any backstory. They're just bad guys who rob people. Hell, they were going to steal all that money meant for the children's hospital in the second one. Yeah, you know who that reminds me of? Max. Who's <laughs> the fucking toy from a needy child. Wait a second. Is he young Marv or Harry? Maybe. Is this a prequel? Maybe it's a prequel. <laughs> Marv, lost like, his, Marv lost his British accent. Like, I mean, I, I can respect them trying to go for a little bit more of a modern angle on it. Yeah. But. I like that idea, kind of. But. The ex you you have to understand that that is fundamentally flawed because we can't be rooting for the thieves <laughs> in this movie and then still find joy in them just getting the shit beaten out of them by this child. We can't be like, yeah, go get that kid. Oh my god, the the pool ball. LOL. Like no, I'm like, oh my god, the pool yeah. ball. LOL. <laughs> they were just trying to save their family's home. It's hot. It's horrible. Whatever. But you know, I, I just feel like it was like this. All this. Uh, I feel like maybe we would have felt a little bad for Max if at any point he seemed scared. You know, nope. he did not care. He at had all. His kid had no emotions. Also, his accent bothered me because if his dad's American, he no, should have his a family's list. English. Aren't yeah, they both English? No, yeah. his dad's American. Yeah, his, no, his dad was American, yes, because oh. the reason why they had American relatives was because from the father's side. That's why, like, at some, like at the very beginning, whenever the uh, the shitty uncle who 
wanted to get like the big Toblerone or something. Mm-hmm. Him and his kids were like sprinting around. The mom yelled out like, "Please, Americans!" So I'm pretty sure they were from the dad side because okay. the the one line we ever hear the dad say was without an accent. So I guess she married American, and they had just and the reason why he had an accent was because they had just moved there like three months earlier from London. Winston Churchill had an American mother, and he had a, a half American, half British accent. Did so. he spend most of his life in England or America or a combination? England. Well, they. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, they had just moved there from England a few months ago, but he should have called that shopping cart trolley. <laughs> Can I get a buggy, please? Yeah, he's a <laughs> British Southerner. Southerner. Get a buggy. But yeah, it's just. The, the, the Kevin McAllister was unlikable. There was no arc for him. There was no arc for the mother. Like, the mom... Like, the mom in the, first, in the original ones, I don't... Like, she also... She didn't really have to learn the value of family. Her, but her entire thing... Hers wasn't so much a redemption arc. It was just... You felt relieved whenever she finally... go. You saw her journey. And which was more than just... I got on this plane. Even getting the ticket was difficult for her to do because she had to like find this old couple and like try to bribe them with everything she owned to get well, I guess this you can't ticket. do that now though. There's like, you know, those things are tightly monitored. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pre-911 movies. I understand that, but her getting the ticket was just super easy. She didn't have to negotiate with anyone. It was just like she went to the airport and was like, "Yeah, uh, what's a standby flight boarding?" And she got that information and boom, she was on the flight. Yeah. There was no struggle for her. It was just, she was, I mean, she was reasonable. She wanted to go home and see her kid who had been left alone. Completely understandable. Just not compelling. Did they try to call him at, at all? They, uh, no. They, they said no one has cell phones. It's like no one has landlines anymore. Everyone has cell phones. So That's they, true. They mentioned that landlines are basically not a thing. And I true. guess he does not have his own cell phone. He, whenever he tried to call... Okay, using, I know that kid has Facebook. He knows how to log into the laptop and message his mom on Facebook. That's true. They All 10-year-olds know how to do that now. They did not mention anything about any social media. And they did show that there is a computer. He tried to look up porn, but I guarantee you we probably <laughs> could have, like... They didn't say that, but that is what he was trying to do. Well, yeah, because he, he was like, come on, internet, show me what you've got. And then a, a <laughs> blocker came up and he was like, well played, mom and dad. Oh boy, this kid is just so unlikable. It's okay. Uh, five. <laughs> you know who she? You know who he reminds me of? Uh, Liz's British boyfriend on Thirty Rock that she hated. <laughs> the guy uh, that she kept trying to get with, but she yeah, hated him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, oh, but I love he, that actor though. I forgot his name. He's amazing. He was the worst. Good Omens, other stuff. Okay. Anyway, we yeah. haven't seen Good Omens. Oh, okay. I've been doing other stuff, though. Stop recording. Let's go watch it right now. It's amazing. We started reading it, but we never finished it. Oh, yeah. I've owned the book for like two years. I have not read it. I have not read it. Because okay. we won that scavenger hunt. You know what? Let's finish this up. So, Momosa ratings. Five. Yeah, five. It's just... It's a bad movie. Hope it's not has fun. To, hope, hope has to think about it. What are you going to say, Hope? <sighs> this is hard. <laughs> this is hard, guys. I'm going to say four. This movie is so brave to cast four a British person. because of Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Okay, yeah, she was pretty good, but She still was fine. a redeeming quality in the movie, so she was. I'm still four. She was the one redeeming quality. Uh, Keith, 
uh, Keenan Thompson was in it for a little bit. That was okay. Oh I my guess. god. Keenan Thompson <laughs> was like a pushy realtor trying to sell their house. First of all, he was not pushy. He actually was not being pushy. He was doing what they wanted. And even whenever they said, we're not telling our kids yet. I'm sorry, he showed up at church though. Well, because they, they kept ghosting him. They weren't returning his calls. He was trying to let them know that they have an offer. Okay. I'm just saying, Keenan Thompson was doing was doing his job. He was a nice guy. I like Keenan Thompson in this. It's what to see how thin he's gotten. I mean, not that he's thin, but you know what I mean? How less fat he's gotten. Yeah. That is what thin is. Less fat. <laughs> no, being thin and being not fat anymore are different things. Yeah, he's they, at a healthy weight now. Uh, I, okay. I, I just I cannot recommend this movie. If you have any desire to have a happy holiday season, you need to be drunk to watch this movie. It's terrible. Just watch the other two Home Alones and then watch Die Hard and then Christmas Story. And you'll be fine. <laughs> be, you'll have a good year. Yeah, I think I'd, I think, uh, I wish that I watched, just rewatch Home Alone 3, which is pretty bad, <laughs> instead of Said this no one, one ever. <laughs> oh, no one, I don't think I've ever heard those words. I wish I just rewatched Home Alone 3. So yeah, five mimosas, uh, or eggnogs. But, but four from Hope, so we're at, like, you know, five, like, four point, like, seven five, or like, four point three two. <laughs> So yeah, we hated this movie, but don't take it from us. Um, if you want a legitimate critic's opinion, just listen to this one-star review for The Independent. Home Sweet Home Alone is joyless, mean, and confusing. Yep, it is all those and things. And I agree. Just like I Max as a person. I agree with that. He's joyless, mean, and confusing. Just like Max. <laughs> just like Max. This movie just... Max is the worst. It didn't know what it was trying to do, I guess. I'm not sure. But anyway, don't watch it. Uh, and Listen to us instead. Just get drunk instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is uh, this is our first, like we said earlier, this is our first Christmas episode. Um, it's going to be released soon. It's So it's the beginning of the holiday season. And we just hope you have a happy holiday season. And you know how you can stay happy? You can listen to our podcast. You can rate and review. You can subscribe and follow us on social media. That'll keep you happy. Yay! Brunch and Bombs podcast on Instagram, Brunch and Bombs on Facebook, Brunch and Bombs on Twitter, and Brunch underscore and underscore Bombs on TikTok. Uh, we don't else? we we don't have merch. Just pretend we do, and I it's a great holiday gift for anybody. Or just yeah. telling them about our podcast is a great gift because nothing is better than the gift of laughter. Yeah, if you <laughs> except want, for stuff, if you stuff want merch. Better. Just go to one of those websites <laughs> where they just let you put anything on a t-shirt and just type out brunch and bombs. There you go. <laughs> and then pay us for it. Yes, yes. please. Please, 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 please pay, us, pay for us for that. Or or post it to the Instagram and just so we know who to sue to get our royalties. All right. This has been Brunch and Bombs. I'm Summer. I'm Hope. I'm Jerry. Stay, Stay tipsy. tipsy.